hello, folks, and welcome to the seventh episode of Firma Mental Podcast. I am your host, Raul. We got Alex with us again, my brother, my dog, my PR guy. Um, we're bringing you some extra content today. What we're going to be doing is live streaming, watching the Red Bull Jump. You guys heard of this synonymous Red Bull Jump. It's like, it's big time. So we are just going to basically be evaluating this and giving you our take on like what we see from a flat earth perspective or a biblical earth, what I like to call true earth perspective on this video footage that they're giving us. So we're just going to have fun with this. Everybody say what's up to Alex. Hey everybody. I can't believe, uh, like I'm looking at this video right now and, um, the Red Bull jump happened what twelve almost twelve years ago uh, in two thousand and twelve, eleven years ago. That's crazy. Um, I remember when it when it dropped and and thinking, man, that that's so amazing. So uh, I I shared this video with Raúl. I, I thought that uh, it it was an eight minute clip. I figured we could go through it. I haven't I haven't looked at this video since probably two thousand twelve two thousand thirteen. And uh, the video is from the Random Theorizer. We'll put the we'll put the clip. Uh, or sorry, the URL in in the show description, so you can like follow along with us as we're doing it. We're not quite set up Rogan style yet, so you're watching a, a video podcast with us. But uh, it's just interesting to note, like we're going to timestamp and make some comments over the, over the eight minutes, and um, it's interesting to for me to read the commentary in, in YouTube. These people are seeing something totally different than what me and Raul are, are are seeing when we watch this video. So I think that once the veil is lifted, you really, you really do see things in a very different way. Uh, it, it, it's fascinating how our minds interpret uh, visual data and um, yeah, it's, it's incredible. So I think we're going to have fun with this Raul. Yeah, for sure. And when you talk about that, I think about Manly P Hall, right? He said once, once humanity understands symbolism and we understand the secrets of the esoteric knowledge and we be, we gain an understanding of the occult right that there will be a great veil lifted from our eyes so you know i was a virgin i was i didn't know about this stuff i wasn't a flat earther back when this video came out but now knowing what i know it's cool to watch this video with you and and to be honest with all the listeners and the fans that are out there uh, going along and doing this with us. <laughs> By the way, my uh, five-year-old son's over here shooting a, a cap gun like right next to my face. <laughs> I don't know why we couldn't get the camera to work, but uh, yeah, we're, we're going to keep it going. Hey, buddy, you're going to have to go over there, okay? Let daddy do his thing. <laughs> yeah, dude, you know how it is raising kids, folks, where this is real life, you know, we're having fun. But, uh, you know, back to the subject at hand, and we're looking at it now from a different lens. So it's kind of cool that, and I, I, I kind of wanted to do it this way with Alex, where he plays this video and literally folks, this is 100% genuine. I'm actually like watching this for the first time. Like, yes, I've seen videos like short little 30 second snippets or whatever, of you know, cutouts of this video, but I've never actually watched what they sold the world back in what what did you say alex 2012 uh, yeah 2012 i mean this is a, a little bit of a cut up too but it's not quite like mini mini segments so i, I thought it was very good it kept kept our and uh kept my attention anyway when i watched it and i thought man this is pretty good and the only like i was saying to Raul just a little bit earlier uh 
my only, the only thing that really breaks my heart is if they would have came at it with um, like a really honest point of view, they would have like really like panned out, shown us the sun, you know, looked out into outer space and, and, and the show, firmament. Yeah. What, what, whatever they could have, they would have shown us, but they didn't. And that's something, you know, the magician shows you the rabbit here. Meanwhile, his left hand is doing something else. And, uh, I just keep looking at that left hand. I, I don't care about the rabbit. And I, I think that there's so much they could have done. I mean, if me and Raul rent our own Red Bull jump uh, capsule and jump out. I mean, it would be a totally different recording. I mean, we'd be high fiving and laughing the whole time. But uh, uh, the the things that we would we wouldn't even be looking at down. We'd be looking up and all around and just showing as much as we could. Not you know, not you know, e- editing ourselves and <laughs> and trying and trying to hide things. So it's just this. These are the things that I notice now. So I don't. Well, know. yeah, it's I I call it magic with a K. George always talks about that on his podcast, but it's magic with a K, right? Yeah. And, sure. and you're exactly right. It's it's be distracted by the flashy thing over here or, or only look at what we're telling you to look at. Like imagine, I mean, it's just the same thing with images from the earth taken from supposed outer space. It's like we got the same regurgitated images of this spinning blue marble, but how come you haven't like zoomed in from outer space and shown us like, you know, a herd of water buffaloes stamping through the safaris in Africa, then pan out and then like go to the other side of the world and and show us like the the, the Great Wall of China and show us people walking on it and then go show us people standing upside down in Australia. Like, you know, they, they can go zoom in on pyramids on the face of Mars and they can show you like what the atmosphere of Venus looks like. And by the way, Alex was just telling me now they're saying that, uh, Venus smells like farts. <laughs> Where do they? They just pull random stuff. Like it's. I think they just like enjoy. They get a kick. You know, it's like nudging your buddy with your elbow. You know, like while while you're telling somebody a, a bullcrap story. Yeah. yeah, that's what they're doing. That's what they do to us. They they literally think we're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just just a little bit of a background on this video. The the Satalloon, the helium, gigantic helium balloon that they use is filled with 850,000 cubic meters of helium. I mean, I, I can barely fathom that. But once it's, it says the fully inflated balloon would cover more than 40 acres. That's how big the, that's how big the balloon is. And that's to get him to an altitude uh, more. It's actually more than 36 kilometers, uh, 120,000 feet. That's roughly the altitude that he's getting into uh once we start rolling the film uh, i think they tell us i mean we're going roughly by what they're telling us he, he's getting to but you know we're, we're doing the best we can with with what we're looking at and with with what we're reading and these are their numbers so we're just using their numbers against them right as, as we try and dissect these things so yeah thanks thanks for the statistics on this let's uh let's go ahead and roll into this video and see what's up yeah, all right, man. Let's hit it. So we got about eight minutes to go here, and I'll probably be stopped. Let me know when you want me to stop, Raul, and away we go. Yeah, for sure, brother. Let's yeah. roll this thing. It'll be yeah, so you guys are going to be hearing the audio of the video, but you're going to be able to go and look this up also on. Well, we'll post it to YouTube and Rumble. So, right, we'll have the video links to this as well. 
You're only going to see Alex's pretty face, so you're not going to see mine. Oh, geez. <laughs> so they're just saying at the beginning of the video that this this was attempted about 52 years ago, and I think they did it from, what did he say, 19 miles? I'm already terrible. I think it was like, hold on, I'll skip back. 19 and a half miles above the surface of the earth. Uh, the previous jump by Joe Kittinger Jr. was in 1960. And now we're at 52 years later in the year 2012. And I'm hitting the play button. So, Raul, this is your home here. We're we're looking at New Mexico. Can you see? Oh, I haven't shared my screen yet. Jeez, what a guy! I'm glad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is uh, the so this uh, jump was performed out here in the great state of New Mexico. By the way, where they have the the vir uh, the Virgin Spaceport, and also they got Facebook's new command center. We got the Sandia Labs. We got Los Alamos labs we have dulce we have the roswell crash we have this is where the atomic bomb was tested so of course they're going to do it out here in new mexico so while uh alex is working on bringing up the video and sharing it on the screen with you folks uh we'll just keep it going but it, it yeah it's it's funny like you think about the video that they're presenting us now and that it took place in new mexico and that's what we're going to be evaluating folks like we're looking at this from a flat earth perspective and i think this is the eight minute video right alex alex cut out for a minute but uh so i think it's an eight or nine minute video so it's a condensed footage of the whole event but i think it took three hours like the whole thing was like a three hour broadcast when it was originally aired so you got to think this guy goes up into the stratosphere, you know, the distance that Alex mentioned earlier, and he's up there for three hours. Meanwhile, we live on this rotating ball, right, that spins at a thousand miles an hour. So if he was up there for three hours, that should be 3,000 miles that the earth has moved. So if you're thinking about New Mexico, and I'd actually like to go and look at the math, but when he comes down, why is the dude landing back in New Mexico? Is he like guiding along and, and following the rotation of the spinning ball and landing back in New Mexico? No, he's landing on a flat, non-rotating surface. And that's what we want to po point out to you folks. If the earth was actually this spinning ball, he would have landed in like the Pacific Ocean somewhere, you know, or on the coast of Japan or whatever, 3,000 miles is from New Mexico as the earth is spinning in this eastwardly direction right so that's what we want to point out to you folks those are the kind of things that we're going to be tearing apart today so you there alex yeah i'm here can you hear me yeah i can hear you now okay holy smokes man i'm having some serious technical difficulties here okay all right we're hitting it now you can see what i'm seeing right yep i okay. can't sorry man folks were just doing this live here and uh zoom was not happy with me for a second but uh, you can hear me, and, and away we go. So, like I said, Raul, we are at the 24-second mark of the video, and it says the year 2012, and we are looking at New Mexico, 24.2 miles above the Earth. Wow. This is so cool. I'm watching it for the first time with you folks. <laughs> yeah, so it's pretty neat. I do. I actually really respect the fact that they did this, and, and here we have a Sataloon which we talk about what's actually holding real satellites up. Like, did you notice that right there, Raul, that those balloons, they look kind of like the one that 
they shot down that China was spying on us, right? Yeah, I think that's just the story that they came up with. I think that they just don't want us to know about the existence of battleloons. And and folks, go research this, but NASA is the world's largest uh, consumer of helium. It's like they they have like ninety five percent of the world's helium. So yeah, exactly. And then you can see like the people in the in the uh, control center. It's just like NASA, right? They're just watching this whole thing and. It's pre- I bet you this whole thing is pretty much sponsored by NASA and Red Bull. So is there any audio with this? Yeah, they're just playing a little bit of music and things like that. So it's basically up to you and me to uh, narrate this thing. So this is a uh, GoPro and Red Bull sponsored event, this, you know, this jump. Can you hear that? Yes, I can. They're activating this and cameras chest pack cameras the gopro cameras are initializing right now they're loading up they're showing where all the cameras are going to be located on uh felix's body i guess to catch yeah so so the guy that the, the guy that did the jump what's his name felix Baumgartner. okay felix Baumgartner. yeah so here we'll just stop here at 211 so you can actually see the external temperature this is what they're saying it is it's 25 degrees fahrenheit we got an external pressure of uh, 0.06. Um, I don't know what this is. 1642, if that's the time of day, and it's uh, looks like October 14th, 2012. And it says Felix Baumgartner. So we're looking at him uh, dis- disconnecting his uh, oxygen hoses. So it's it's a helium balloon that's taking him up, folks. It's not a rocket. Okay. So um this is shot in October, so this is like early fall. Um right now we're looking at images. I guess that is that the Earth's plane right there? Yeah. Or so he, he's opening up the capsule here right now. You can see a level a level surface that's like lit up and then it looks like dust or or something that's flying off uh i'll call it a cosmic fart cosmic fart yeah some guy you talk about <laughs> the, uh you know the bubbles in the pool so who knows if this is the pool but let, let's say he's up there let's say he's not in a pool recording at nasa headquarters right with the green screen so we're gonna let it keep going here so he opens it up so this camera right here is not a fisheye lens so he's stepping out onto the onto the deck, which is pretty amazing. And he was up there by himself, right? There's no other people yeah. in this uh, in this capsule with him. That's correct. Yeah. So he's releasing the seatbelt right now. So he's wearing a full spacesuit here, and and they're guiding him through what he's got to do. So he's stepping out onto the onto the deck. It's pretty amazing, like. And of course, they're not showing us really anything, right? They're just showing him in the capsule and then what's right underneath. And notice that we're still looking at the exact same. Okay, that's where I want to, this this is where I want to point out. There's where they give you the image of the ball, but that matter of fact looks small. So you could just tell it's honestly like, a, it is trickery, folks. It is the 
curvature of the camera lens, the curvature of the the dome, the space helmet. Like if the Earth is that small, like that's just the 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 terrain of New Mexico, right? Well, why does it look like it takes up the whole globe? It's exactly that's the trickery. You know what I mean? Like we're, if it was the whole Earth, if it was the whole Earth, yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say we're at at three thirty four at the timestamp, and Raul is talking about how New Mexico looks like it's taking up the entire globe, right? Yeah, yeah. Why is why is the whole globe just New Mexico's terrain? Right. Like it should be more than just the the ground of the place that he's gonna jump down to. And matter of fact, how come it's not spinning? Right, we're still looking at those two. Uh, the, the, you know, look, they look like sand pools, right? Like right, it almost like right in the middle of the screen. There, those haven't moved. Like they're they've been there the entire time. I mean, this matter of fact, matter of fact, I think I see my tia's house and she's making tortillas. <laughs> <laughs> so right here, I mean, with us, I mean, just two guys watching a podcast. We're we're telling you, like, the Earth isn't spinning underneath this guy. And New Mexico isn't the size of the entire globe. It's it, it's just so obvious. Why can't everybody? Yeah, see I mean, Raul? Why maybe can't... if it was that, maybe if it was the state of Texas, <laughs> because <laughs> you know everything's bigger in Texas. But right, yeah, no way. I mean, this is just it. It looks. First off, I want to see it spinning. I want to see the oceans. Like you don't see any, you don't see any water. So where's this blue marble? This dude's how far up in space yeah, has he gotten to the stratosphere or he's gotten to the place where he's going to jump from, right? Yeah, he's like 30 miles up, uh, something like that, 29 miles. So he's 30 miles up. Like, and, and, and it was, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson that even said, oh, you couldn't even see the curvature of the earth from that level. Like yeah. it, 120,000 feet, whatever that is in miles. Like, what I want you to understand and what we're getting at and what we're pointing out is that this is doctored footage or it's camera work that's feeding this image. Maybe he really did go up, but like whatever's underneath him, I don't know. I I, I don't know. <laughs> now I'm like, I don't even think this dude really jumped from 30 miles in the sky. <laughs> It, it, it's weird, right? Like, how can it just be New Mexico? That's all we're looking at underneath with this w wide angle lens. Like, there should be more, right? It's so bizarre. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hit play, and uh, yeah, it, just, it just looks like desert. I don't see any grass or water. Exactly, and I'm just gonna point out to uh, Raul that Claude has entered the discussion as well. So uh, if he wants to jump in and and point anything out, just uh, let me know, Claude. Yo, I'm, uh, yeah, I just joined in, but, and, and can you guys hear me all right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Cool. Uh, one thing I did want to point out, I watched Neil deGrasse Tyson uh, in his whole lecture a few times on how you would not be able to see the curve from that high, and he says it with such scientific vigor and such aggression that he gets an applause from the crowd, but the funny thing is that he, he points out to everyone that the tests that everyone says and anyone who ever says I've seen the curve that they are all lying to themselves because with science in the globe model you would not be able to see that curve according to his calculations so it's kind of a slap in the face while also getting an applause from the crowd it was very strange oh exactly yeah 
I had I have a friend that's a pilot that said he could see the curve at forty thousand feet, and I just let him know that Neil deGrasse Tyson says he's a liar. So yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and Claude, I I don't know if you heard, but we were pointing out the fact too that so you see this ball, right? Like so he has it paused on this image, right? And it's it's this ball. But why is the whole ball New Mexico's land? You know, there should like it's not you don't see oceans, you don't see uh you don't see grasslands, you don't see other it's just it it just looks like I don't know. It's to me, it, it's it's fisheye camera lens work. Yeah, I think it is definitely the fisheye camera lens work, but I don't know necessarily. I'm going to come at it from a different point of view, guys. I don't think that it's necessarily there you them being very nefarious in nature. I think it's it's Red Bull. It is Red Bull as a company. They want to give it the the fancy flair of a sports junk, and there's plenty of Red Bull riders that have a fisheye lens when they're going mountain biking. I think this was done with the fisheye lens, kind of with the intent to show that it is at the highest point possible. And everyone assumes that from the highest point possible, you would see a curve. And when you don't see a curve from their point, no one would assume that it is the highest point. They think, well, I've seen no curve. So how could that possibly be the highest? So they have to use the most aggressive fisheye lens you've ever seen in your life, which is also distorting. If you can see the bar the guy is holding onto before he jumps, even that's distorted from that point of view. So it's, it's very aggressive. Good call. I never noticed. Wow, that that, that was a great that was a great breakdown, dude. <laughs> just I'm just looking at that right there. I also looked up a few of the other videos that Neil deGrasse Tyson put out. That guy, it's okay. I would love to send you all a video, but we'll link the image in the show notes. But there is a breakdown he did of why the we know that the Earth is round, and it was a test that some Greek historian or a mathematician did way back in the day and what he did was he had two wells one well was in one part of greece and the other one was another part and at the specific time of day at the specific time of year that being summer solstice i believe where the sun is at the highest point in the sky he said that he saw the very bottom of a well well a guy on the other side of town that was at the other well could not see the bottom of his well because the sun was at an angle and he said, this doesn't work on a flat earth because if the sun is millions and millions of miles away, the angle of light travel would show you the bottom of both wells. It would only work wow. on a flat earth where the sun is closer by. So he admitted that it would work in that regard. But then he said, it breaks when you bring a third well into the mix. But it doesn't still. And that's it never gets explained. He shows some funny graphic, but it never explains it fully. So I, I'd like to include that picture in the show notes so everyone can... Uh, get a gander at it, but I'll let you guys get back to the main point. Yeah, sounds good. Thought like, no, man, tremendous, tremendous uh, input there, dude. I think you might be uh, getting the MVP award at the end of this <laughs> broadcast. <laughs> I've only been in here for two minutes and I already claimed it. I must be built for this. Nice, nice. Hey, bro, you, you just dropped a bomb on that round little ball over there. <laughs> there you go. Right. I'll explain get to it. I got the boys at the park and I'm out here, so I'm not going to be in it. Oh, I love it. I love how authentic it is. I love, like, I got my kid over here shooting nerf darts at me, so it's all good. <laughs> Let's watch this video, man. Let's go to the next. Uh, I'm, the only, I'm the only here. professional here in the lab just doing all the camera work, <laughs> trying to keep it together while my kids are going to the bathroom. All right. <laughs> all right, guys, I'm hitting play. Here we go. So they're releasing the helmet strap now. It's, uh, I think they do a great job of this video. Like, it's pretty dramatic. I wish you could see. 
what I can see, except he has a weird voice. It's not as cool as mine. Kind of got that Stephen Hawking vibe going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to pause it right there. And I just want to acknowledge the fact that he's letting us know how small we are because he's so high up, how, how insignificant we are. And I think that that's just such a globy thing to do, such a globalist way of thinking that we're nothing. We're just these specks in the random universe and we don't, don't matter. You know, like that, that's just, to me, that's just propaganda that, you know, we're, we're just these specks. And I just want to say that like Raul coming into my life, like Claude coming into my life, like we're, we're really powerful people. Like the things that we've done in just a week, it's, we're not a joke, right? Like it's crazy how powerful we are. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And, you know, I think about, just think about Red Bull, right? And, uh, sorry folks, but go read your old Testament. Like what did they sacrifice children to? What did they do sacrifices to? Like when they were worshiping, you know, false idols and the tribes of Israel were turned from worshiping Yahweh. They were sacrificing children to a bull, a golden calf. So now it's the red bull, but you know, it's just like, they like to put their symbolism in there. It all has to do with the Zodiac. It all has to do with their esotericism. Like this is the stuff that they are doing you know, sneakily, but right in front of your face, they're having their little Masonic, you know, a brainwashing yeah. event playing in front of us. I mean, but it's, we could do an episode just on branding like monster energy drinks and how like it's like a 666. It's a satanic thing, right? Unleash the unleash the monster. And there, there's all sorts of brands out there. What was the one with the pedophiles not that long ago where the kids were all in leather? Like they're not barely even hiding it anymore. Oh, Balenciaga. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we, I, we could do an episode on branding. That would be actually pretty cool because my wife is an expert in branding. But we could do it like the dark side of branding. It would be pretty. No, well, I mean, I mean, well, that that's the thing too. When they they have these marketing geniuses that come up with these brands, they're gonna use, you know, symbolism. Like I said at the beginning of the of the podcast, is very powerful. And people don't realize what kind of influence it is. And they're like, if you guys have never seen this, go look at, you know, the Wendy's fast food chain, right? Go look at her, her collar. It says mom, her collar says mom, like in it. And there's always this subliminal, uh, you know, Nike swoosh. It's supposed to be the ring around Saturn. You know, they use these symbols that go way back that have been, ingrained into our minds that when we see certain things or we see certain shapes or we see certain it it automatically triggers you to be like gravitate it it sticks in your head so that's what they're doing all right is there sorry to cut in too quickly but is there a reason why um, arby's logo or wendy sorry is there a reason why her caller says mom or is that just something that's kind of strange to point out well, I just think that it's something that they put in there to, uh, you know, you're not going to notice it unless you actually are looking for it. I never noticed it. You know? Yeah. 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 And I, I think it's, yeah, I think it's just something that subliminally you're, unless you're actually looking for it, you're not going to see it. You just like, oh, that's the way her, her collar looks on her old style dress. But, you know, you got to think like mom, you, 
subliminally, you might not actually be picking it up, but in your head, it's making you feel like, oh, this is, this is, I feel comfortable going to this place. You know what I mean? Or yeah, there, there's subliminal, like, like Manly P. Hall said, once you understand the symbol, then you can unlock the message. So I think that's what's going on here. Like, what message are they trying to convey to us? What are they trying to show us? And like Alex says, you know, we are, you know, how how small are we in the, yeah, in the grand in the scheme of things, vastness in the grand scheme of things in this great cosmos, right? When we as biblical earthers or true earthers are are looking at it from the aspect like, yeah, we can do all these amazing things, and man can accomplish all these amazing things, and maybe this guy really did go up thirty miles in a balloon and jump out, you know, but. What is the purpose? Like, what are they selling here? They're selling something, right? They're selling you on their product, first off, Red Bull. And then they're also selling you on the fact that, hey, look, the the earth is really small and man's going to conquer the cosmos. So we're going to do all these tremendous, amazing things. It's just another uh, uh, modern day Tower of Babel type event to me. That's the way I'm looking at it. Right. No, sounds good. I'm going to hit the play here so we can... Keep keep moving along, guys. Is that okay? Yeah, do it. All right, let's yeah. do it. He's doing he's doing the salute and he's getting ready to jump. All right, and there he goes. He jumps right off. What? Uh, uh, four minute fifteen second mark. So that's pretty amazing to watch from the the satellite as he as he drops. Like it's incredible, eh? So notice here, um, Raul, the, the, the earth is actually going to invert. Watch. Like, there, oh, there it goes. So it was, a, it was an upside down arc, and then it flattened, and now it's like the, the, the arc they want you to see of the world, right? Wow. That's pretty, it's pretty cool, you know? Like, I mean, it's amazing to see, like what they're what they're selling us here yeah no stars isn't that wild and i believe it's because the sun is above him and it must be lighting it up so you know light pollution so we can't see the stars i don't know help me out everybody in in uh internet yeah no i'm just thinking like that's the thing that 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 got me there's just the fact that there's where's water on the earth yeah so i'm looking at the black sky and you're looking at the at the ground see we're, we're all seeing something different and that's like that's why i wanted uh, us to do this together all three of us it's like what what are we all noticing what are we all what are we all seeing right as he's jumping and flying here and so i i'm personally amazed by the speed so we're at one hundred and sixteen thousand feet at yeah and 30 miles per hour so he's at Mach 1. So I'm actually going to stop it right here. And I thought to myself, how is this possible? Because terminal velocity for a human being is probably about 200 miles per hour, maybe 200 miles per hour, 180 miles per hour. And this guy's going 705 miles per hour, which is insane. And I thought, well, maybe it has to do with uh, less oxygen up there. Maybe he's more in a, you know, less oxygenated environment, which would make sense, right? The, the higher you go, like Mount Everest, there's hardly any air up there is very thin right so yeah this is something that yeah i'm I, i'm i'm sorry but like 
traveling at Mach one and you're not in a fuselage. I think you talked about it on one of the, on our show, uh, silver bullets. You talked about when you're inside of an enclosed chamber, you don't, uh, you can extrapolate on this, but you, you kind of explained it. This guy's not even inside of a chamber. He's just had a pulty to earth at Mach one. Like, dude, I'm sorry, but I don't even know if they're like, it's in with our human capabilities to not like pass out. Right. Like, how does the suit not just explode too, right? Like, rip right <laughs> off his body. Like, think about that. Yeah, the fibers, the fibers, like, uh, uh, ripping off of him. You know what would be really cool is, like, if a, if, a, if a comet or an asteroid just came out of nowhere and kind of, like, smashed into him. Yeah. Exactly. Jokes, kid. I'm, I'm joking, guys. <laughs> I don't want to see anybody die. I'm just kidding. So, right now, his heartbeat's at 166 beats per minute. Uh, on the screen, it's saying 705 that's the airspeed is the five, 705 miles per hour. I don't know if that's his speed or the air that's like like whizzing by him. I don't know. Uh, the altitude is 108,000 feet and and rapidly dropping. So when I was doing my calculations, I was counting basically 1,000 feet per second, which translated to about uh, six, 600 and what was it? Like 650 miles an hour, 600 miles an hour. Uh, which okay, is, uh, I got I got a good joke here, dude. I I, I sorry, I got to chime in, dude. His his heartbeat is at 166, but I think his sphincter is clinched at 100%. <laughs> I'm with you on that one. <laughs> All right, man. I, so I'm gonna hit the play and let and let's just let's just see how the altitude changes on on the screen. So we're we're at the. Uh, Five minutes and fifty-five second mark, people. So he's kind of spinning around, and you can see he's yeah he's doing about a thousand feet per second, which which isn't eight hundred and fifty miles per hour. I'm sorry, but the Earth looks very small. Really, yeah. So there's the sun, and where's the water? You like the bro? water, dude? So I'm gonna I'm gonna back it up for a sec. So we're at. We're at like six minutes and 17 seconds. So that's the sun right there, right above him. Isn't that amazing? Um, I don't think it looks like the sun. I think it looks like a stage light. You think? That's just my personal opinion. What do you guys think? I think something else. And I've been doing some research in the background because I saw something in the video. Okay. And uh, I had to look this up. So the capsule on the side of it is the word Zenith. Did you guys see that? I did not see Zenith. Zenith, Zenith, however you pronounce it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So I looked it up. I was trying to figure out, okay, what company is Zenith? It turns out it's not a company. It's a brand. Unless it is a company, but I couldn't find any research on who They make TVs, right? Zenith. Zenith, yeah. Uh, possibly. I'm not 100% sure on that one, and I don't use that phrase too much, but I'll just say that. But I looked it up, and it says, uh, in ed uh, well, I meaning which is the uh, highest point in the sky directly above an observer but it also can be used metaphorically to represent the peak apex or highest point of achievement in area any area of life or endeavor and it kind of in your uh, face at the highest point that they that they, they branded on the side of it the highest point we've gone to is on that capsule like that capsule went to the highest point and it still hasn't broken through the atmosphere according to their measurement Interesting, and it, and I'm noted. I'm noting that it says Swiss Swiss watch manufacturers, and if anybody knows anything, uh, there's a lot of bad stuff coming out of Switzerland, right? Oh, that's where CERN is, by the way. Yeah, 
<laughs> yeah. So that's a good call, uh, Claude. Good job. And, and CERN's logo, which I'm going to do an episode on coming up, is 666, folks. <laughs> nice. To look into that, we're gonna have to look into that specifically. Sorry to derail the conversation. I think no, no, light, that's that's perfect. I think the light looks. I mean, we don't have a whole lot of videography of what the light would look like at such a high altitude, so we just have to infer that that's what it is just from what they've given us. Because the only amateur video we have is that one rocket that was launched that actually did strike. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's yeah, those things. Um, I can't comment on what it actually looks like to me it might look like a stage light from a certain angle but it could also just be it could it could actually be authentic from that height i'm not sure i was just super yeah we don't know when was like right there above him i thought oh man that's so cool yeah no that and that's the thing too like they're the sole controllers that's the thing like that's what the the world elites you know these people that live in the upper echelons of society that have access to everything and they control academia they keep the most sacred knowledge to themselves and they only disperse it amongst the thirst, you know, and it's like, we're allowing you to see this, you know? So it's, it's, they're allowing us to see what they're achieving here. You know, that's the way I, I don't know, you know, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it, it's, it's, yes, it could be authentic. It, this could be really real, but way I'm looking at it is just questioning things. So it's good to have you guys have another perspective and have Claude point out what he's pointing out. But I'm just I'm telling you, like, I don't take anything for face value anymore because I know everything is so doctored in our world and yeah. they're constantly using magic with a K on our minds. So that's the way I'm looking at this. I, I just uh, like I said at the beginning, I'm just I, I thought that there's so much potential that they could have shown us of uh, of the abyss of, of of space and you know the horizon and and the sun, there's just so much they could have done with this, and they didn't. And to me, that's a tragedy too, right? Or maybe they did grab all that stuff and they just didn't show us. Well, and then how how is the how is the terrain not spinning underneath them? Like I thought we live on a rotating ball, not just a ball, but a rotating ball. Well, exactly. Like this no, guy's no, this no. guy's. I know I know we're like eight minutes into this video, but like how long did it take him to get up there in a balloon? It's not like he's shooting up in a rocket. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the earth would be constantly spinning. Why is he going to land back down in the same place? It's just, it's, it, it just smells like crap to me, dude. I'm sorry. Yeah, for sure. Okay, man, I'm going to hit play and we're, oh, sorry, Claude. No, you're good. I keep cutting in and out of the conversation and I may have a hard out pretty soon here because these boys are starting to fight with each other. And one they do now, one <laughs> starts crying and the other one starts yelling and it's so fun for anyone. But I have a uh, point to make about how, the, like, like I'll bring it from both ends. Like, I'm a relatively newer flat earther, so I understand very well both points of the field. So I can understand where someone can come to a logical conclusion as to why the balloon would be still directly above where it is, uh, even though. Hold on, Luke. Even though the idea of a vacuum of space being right next to a pressurized environment, being the Earth, does not work in any environment other than the magic. But still, the idea is the Coriolis effect comes into into place where the when you're in a pressurized chamber, and this you can test this yourself. When you want to go, if you take a van, if you take a van like a Sprinter van, and you bring a drone with you, and you bring the van on a straight long road or the salt flats wherever, and you bring this drone with you, assuming, and this is physics, 
law, uh, the laws of physics say that an object in motion wants to stay in motion unless acted on an outside force. Well, the idea is if the if the drone is launched with the vehicle, eventually it would start slowing down because the inertia of the van is continuing to move while the drone is not being worked on. But because the pressurized tra- chamber of the Sprinter van is keeping all that air pressure going along with it, that's the same principle that would cause the balloon to continue moving with the rotation of the earth. The pressurized chamber of the earth would cause the wind to be in the same location, even though wind is unpredictable and everyone agrees on that field. So I understand where they'd get to their argument, but if you dig a little deeper, even just enough to understand that wind is unpredictable, they should realize the fallacies in their argument as well. But there is, there's a little background as to why they would think that yeah okay yeah that's a great that's a great point to make and like like how that would be relevant to their the 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 spinning ball and the their theories and laws that they give us so yeah i'm just putting it out there for that reason yes sir for sure yeah i just i i think it's it's, to me like it's the same thing like uh you know creationism versus evolution right like it takes beliefs either one you know you have to believe if you believe in creationism then you believe we were like intelligently designed but if you if you buy into evolution it still takes a level of belief so no matter what folks like you're either believing in in the science of man or you're believing in in something that we can't even comprehend so that's why i I don't know you know what i mean i know what you mean but I'm going to hit play so we can keep this uh, keep this thing under two hours. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. Do it. Yeah, let's go for it. So, he's still- so is there audio with this or like? Yeah, like I can hear it. I don't know if you can hear it, but. What did he say it feels like? Well, his heartbeat just went to zero and now it went back to 180 and now it went back to zero. So he's like dying and then come back to life. I don't know what's going on there. So when he gets to a certain point, he's going to throw a a parachute out. Yeah. So he's at 58,000 feet right now and falling. So I noted that it cut from 37,000 feet to 18,000 feet. So we kind of lost a little bit of footage there. I guess they just edited it. So now this is the blue skies. Is this guy a NASA astronaut? I don't know. I mean, we could do do a deep dive just on this dude. So he's at 10,000. Shy lens went away just now once he went down. So it gives you the impression that they were higher at the beginning of the video. Yeah. Good point. He's pulling the chute. Looks like at 10,000 feet, 8,000 feet. I don't know, man. I just think, like, yeah, I think he did jump, but I don't think he jumped from, like, how high they said he jumped. It just, I don't know. I think they, if they, if, if this is authentic, cool. But, like, to me, dude, the, just the earth looked kind of, like, fake and retarded. <laughs> then they cut to the, all the, all the NASA people there cheering that he did it. So, uh, All right, I can't hear much from the video on my end. It's not because, like, I think if there was, like, a, is there an audio bed? Do you know? 
Yeah, uh, there's an audio feed. There's just a little bit of music and there's a little bit of uh, like station control is talking to him a little bit and he says a few words and and that's okay. So it. I think that we may have to put that in at the end. That's that's just background talk. That's that's uh, beside the point. I think it was a real jump. I think it was invested a lot of money. I think this might even be something to appease the masses who started to ask the question, where's all our money going? So we'll give them some really high quality production value that enforces their fate and the fact that we actually need to exist. And we're going to give them a a, a hero, uh, this Bumgartner guy, who's going to go on all the talk shows and all the TVs and say everything that he needs to say to give your fate back to the NASA's and all the space agencies so they can continue on with their wasting of funds for no good reason because we already know you can't get farther past permanent. That's my last point on this, guys. I'm going to start back up. Yeah, no, that's great, dude. And I, I love it, man. Exactly. Yeah, that's for you. It was great to have you on. Dude, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk more next time, and next time I'll be on for a full episode or something. But yeah, they did <laughs> No worries. All right, brother. You have, a, you have a good night, my friend. All right, I'll catch you guys later. Bye. Yeah. Anyway, I, I thought it was fun to do a tale of the tape of, of something that's on YouTube, and uh, I thought it made for a good discussion anyway, and for people to you know, check it out, right? Just open up the link and, and do you see what we see, right? Uh, I, I think it's just uh, an entertaining way for us to have our different points of view and having Claude come on and he saw things that I didn't, that I didn't notice. And I, I just thought that was great. Yeah, I mean, now that we watch this, and like I said, I'm watching it for the first time right along here with our listeners. You know, I mean, I've seen little snippets of the video before, but I've never watched like the whole jump you know, I know it was a three hour event, but you know, they broke it down to the actual jump, which was a nine minute video that we watched with you folks. But yeah, I just look at this and I'm, I'm, I'm being the, I'm, I'm playing the role of the flat earth skeptic, right? Like not the skeptic of flat earth, but I'm the, I'm the flat earther, the true earther, the biblical earther that's sitting here going, bull crap, bull crap. Like it doesn't make sense to me. Like my senses are telling me that something just seems fishy here. But then Claude comes in with his his point of view and his narrative and he shows how like according to their model it would work and they can they can write it off as, as this phenomenon or the reason why the earth looks like this because of the you know, like the whole pressurized system thing and traveling along with it. Like, I don't know. I'm just looking at it like uh I don't know, man. Like yeah, it's like to me with a hot air balloon floating in the in the sky. Like if if the world's rotating under me, I'm gonna jump and I'm just gonna end up somewhere way way off by the time it is time to to land. Right? Like it took a long time to get up there. You think New Mexico would have been long gone? Right? Um, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. I like somebody, please explain. Like one of the one of our brilliant listeners, please explain. Like they go up to the stratosphere, but yet. As the Earth's rotating and they're up in the stratosphere, they're gliding along with the Earth. Like I don't know, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and it's you know, atmosphere. It's not like the wind or the air is pushing you along. There, like what inertia, right? Like even when he jumped, I'm like, oh, that's cool because he's he's flying faster than he should be because of no wind resistance, right? It's just you're basically like in a vacuum at that point. Yeah, I just I don't know, man. Um, it's 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 fun to look at, and it's definitely interesting. And you know, I th- I just think if you go up to that height, 
you should be able to see all kinds of stuff, not just like a desert terrain. Yeah. On this round curve. Like there should have been a lot more. Like, I'm sorry, but if he goes up to basically outer space or the underbelt of the firmament or the Van Allen radiation belt that they would call it. Right. Like, uh, how come he's not seen like dude, he should be able to see like California and Los Angeles and like yeah. they should have had like you know what have been really cool? Is if they could have had like he had a fancy camera, like he had a P nine thousand, P one thousand camera or whatever, and he zooms in on the Hollywood sign in like <laughs> California or something. Yeah, like you know, not just this this boring desert terrain underneath him. Like, where's the oceans? You know, where where's the clouds? It didn't even see like when he was catapulting the Earth. It didn't even really see like he he fell through any clouds or anything. It was just a perfectly clear day. You know, with this with this stage light behind them i'm being the critic here <laughs> no you're i mean hey and I, I was like the hopeful guy that's like oh man that's the sun that's so cool like that's so neat if, if you got the sun in the video it, whether they did it by accident or on purpose like i would have been just like wow look at this thing like that's incredible well and and for it being the sun it looked pretty small it did look pretty small yeah and it looked pretty close yeah, it doesn't look 93 million miles away. No, it did not. And uh, yeah, to me, it's it's a very interesting thing. And I, I just had a great time uh, watching the video with you and breaking it down. And uh, I hope that other people, you know, will, will do the same thing and and be a little bit more skeptical too when they when they start looking at the tail of the tape. Obviously, this is edited for, you know, the highlights, right? It would be you know boring for you and me to sit down and watch the whole three hour thing but uh maybe we could grab some new breadcrumbs if we you know ever did something like that in the future yeah for sure and and that's the thing too and I, i'll probably put you know when we come up with the show description and we release it and we put it up on the streaming platforms i'm probably gonna attach like a a, a question to the listeners out there you're gonna have a few options to pick from but i want i want to see like the listeners i want to see their response like what was their take on this? So, you know what, you know, we could just be like, uh, what's your, in, in your opinion, you know, what's your outtake on this? And we can come up with like four, uh, things that they could choose from. Like, is this authentic or is this theatrics or, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah. we'll come up with that and we'll, we'll post that for you guys. And we'll, we'll, we'll hear what the listeners have to say. Yeah. That's cool. Right. Everybody's opinion. Um, I was going to say, everybody has a different opinion. Everybody sees something different and, and the way they interpret information. So it's it's cool to see, see the different perspectives. And and uh, yeah, to me, that's fascinating. But you know what? I'm going to mute myself, let you do your outro. And thanks for having me on, Raul. It was tons of fun. Yeah, man. I mean, my sphincter was 100% clinched this whole time. So <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, folks. It's, it's jokes, dude. We got to have fun, okay? Yeah, no, you know, just signing out. Well, we thank you guys for joining us. You know, this was a short little hot take. I don't know how long we went, but, you know, a little bonus episode. You know, this is Alex. This is Claude. This is the the PR master, the public relations master, and the and the mastermind behind the show, the, the brilliant producer, Claude, having fun at the park with his kids. And, you know, we're just three normal dudes just having fun with you on a Sunday afternoon. Um, we are going to be shouting out. Uh, shout out to Alex for giving me, you know, this is Firmamental Podcast, folks. And the most important thing that you got to understand is we must protect our domes. 
Protect your dome, folks. Protect your dome, your domain where your mind exists. Keep it firm, keep it strong, keep it tight. Keep your circle tight. And most of all, protect your dome. I am going to say we do have a new outro song, folks, that we're bringing to you. We got Aaron Ritchie, amazing musician from Canada. Uh, I've been going back and forth with over the internet and uh, talking to him. And he's been sharing his music with me. And I wanted to share with you guys. I think this guy, he's very humble. Um, He's not, you know, he he basically told me like, hey, look, I don't expect any royalties. I don't expect anything. I just want to glorify God. And he made this song during the pandemic. And his inspiration for it was that, you know, Christ carried him through the storm in some of the darkest times. And uh, it's an amazing song. Uh, This is going to be the outro from now on folks so enjoy it man shout out to Aaron Ritchie we'll probably be uh, showcasing more of his music down the line but you know this one's for Jesus this one is for my brother and this one's for all you folks out there so enjoy it remember folks signing out protect your dog from a mental podcast we'll see you next time
through the storm till skies turn 